Welcome to Creation Anew, everybody. I'm Randy Weddle. I'm your host for this podcast. I am the pastor of two churches in Indiana. The first church is Community Church of Mooresville, located in Mooresville, Indiana. And the second church is Mount Pleasant Christian Church of Hall, located in the great town of Hall, Indiana. And the reason why we do this podcast is so that we can challenge believers with the claims of Christ so that they will grow in their faith. But we also want to challenge non-believers with the claims of Christ so they can make an honest decision about the Lord Jesus. We talk about all kinds of stuff here, so why don't you join us? Ready? Let's go. Well, hello again, everybody. Randy Weddle here with Creation Anew. I'm so glad that you have joined me on the podcast. Uh, I'm I'm grateful to all of you who listen, and if this is your first time listening, I want to welcome you. Um, I'm I'm so glad to be doing uh, this podcast, and and what a wonderful tool uh, that we have at our hands these days where we can... uh, we can speak into a microphone from our homes or from our offices or from our car. <laughs> um, I've done some episodes of this podcast, I think, from my camper uh, while on the road on vacation. Uh, and and to be able to do that and then to send out what you have to say over uh, the internet and it reach many people is uh, is truly truly an amazing thing so I'm, I'm grateful for all of uh, all of you and I'm also grateful for uh, this technology I don't understand all of it but um, I'll plan to use it as long as I can so um, so I'm getting off track so what what in the world are we going to talk about today well um, what I want to talk about is uh, a question that was posed to me. Um, I don't know. It was it was some time back, and and again on Wednesday nights, um, the the two churches that I pastor have the opportunity to get together, and they will ask questions, and many times they ask me questions, uh, you know, days in advance or weeks in advance. And uh, and then I'll get all my P's and Q's together, and we will uh, we'll go through these questions, and and look at uh, answers to their questions um, by by looking at the scriptures. So um, that's what I have for you today. And the question that we have at hand is one that I've heard a lot of people talk about, and it's one that uh, that maybe you have had questions uh, concerning and that is this idea of an age of responsibility or an age of accountability so the question uh, that we have is when are kids expected to be responsible for themselves and I smile whenever I ask that question or I'm reading that question um, because if you take a look at, uh, at some of the things that our, our federal government says here in the United States is there are some uh, kids that really are not responsible until about age 26. 
and uh, some people claim that they are still not responsible or, or accountable to anybody or anything even after that age so um, I, I kind of smile because it's just uh, uh, that kind of thinking is just folly so let's answer this question when are kids expected to be responsible for themselves and again what I'm what I'm looking at is the idea of uh, of an age of accountability and we've heard this many times if you grew up in church you may have actually heard a specific age and um, we need to tear that idea down because um, scripture really doesn't say anything about a definite age at which a child is accountable to God for his or her sin so we need to just put that aside there 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 isn't in other words an age of accountability when we're dealing with someone being responsible for their sin now the Bible does tell us that all people are born into sin and we find that in Psalm 51 5 what does it mean to be born into sin well, um, we can look at it a couple of ways. When, when children are born, they are born into an environment that has been infected with sin. What is sin? Sin is rebellion against God. And God created everything, and he set everything in order, and he made rules. And those rules can be found in Exodus 20 and the Ten Commandments. When we break one of God's commandments, we are now in rebellion. And that's the second part of what it means to be born into sin. You see, this world has rebelled against God, and there's an infection running through the world. It's an infection of rebellion against God. But the second part of this is that rebellion runs through the veins of every single human being. So a child is born into a toxic environment, uh, a, a world that has fallen because of sin. But secondly, that child has sin and the propensity uh, the potential to sin running through his or her veins. And now, you know, if someone is bleeding, you can't analyze in a microscope and see sin, but we see this propensity in our own lives. At what age do you recall doing something that was against the Ten Commandments? When you were a child, did you ever disobey your parents or dishonor your parents? Were you ever so mad at somebody that you wanted to really hurt them? I mean, I'm talking even as a child. Did you ever lie? Well, you see, that's what I mean by sin running through our veins. So, whenever whenever a child is born they're born into a world where the parents are sinners 
Uh, they, they, they have sin running through their veins. The world runs on a sinful type of system. And, um, and that child also has sin running through their system their individual system. People talk about systematic racism or systematic sexism today, but really the systematic problem that is plaguing the world today is sin. It is rebellion against the creator of all things, and, and that creator is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You have it, and I have it. Now, there is one human being that escaped this issue and that one human being was Jesus Christ just as a side note whenever you look at Matthew or you go into the Old Testament and you see all the begats and what I mean by begat is this person um, you know procreated and had you know this child and the Bible seems to be kind of begat happy if you will and we get bored by it and we our eyes get heavy when we read this stuff but an example is the beginning of Matthew where Matthew goes through the lineage of Jesus Christ well do you know why he goes through that lineage because Jesus had to be number one to be the Messiah he had to come through a specific line the line of King David so Matthew tells us about that but the other reason is we get down to the point where Jesus is born of a virgin that means that Joseph didn't do anything with Mary that would create a baby who was Jesus Mary had Jesus when she was a virgin it was an act of God to create a pregnancy for Mary that bypassed the sin line that 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 um, infection so Jesus was born of a virgin the reason why that's so important is number one it was prophesied but number two it is it, it explains why Jesus had no sin because it wasn't passed on to him and he had no sin because he was God but enough about that let's move on here there's only one human being that has been born that didn't have the congenital defect of sin and that one person was Jesus but anybody else who's been born has had an infection from birth and that's what we mean by born into sin and it's understood that mankind is born with this virus of sin in scripture we read that in Romans 3:23 all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God so we need to understand that first of all when we talk about the age of accountability so let's take a break and when we come back we'll talk just a little bit more okay we're back and we're talking about this idea of when children are responsible for their own sin when are they accountable and so far we've learned that um, the 
people are born into sin. And we also learned that the Bible really doesn't give us a specific time or age that people are accountable. Now, this kind of assumes something. If there is an age of accountability, it assumes that before that age comes, that people are not um, necessarily held accountable for their sin. And, and we do see this in Scripture. Now, even though everybody is born into sin, and they're born with this virus, they're, they're infected from birth, the Bible does seem to indicate that children are given a special mercy from God as to their accountability to sin. So, we can see this in Scripture. And this is very, very encouraging, and it shows us the great mercy of God. Now, when, um, when David, when King David had an affair with Bathsheba, there was a child that came about from that affair. And um, if we go to 2 Samuel 12, verses 15 through 23, we learn that this child dies that the child does not survive infant infancy. So um, David goes through and he says something very, very interesting. When, when the child was struggling for, for life, David was fasting, he was praying, he wanted the child to live. He was, you know, obviously just like any parent, he would want his child to live. When the child dies, David does something very interesting. He gets up, he cleans himself, uh, and and uh, stops the 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 mourning, if you will, and starts going about his his general day. And when asked about this, David says, "Well, but now, and this is Second Samuel twelve twenty three. But now he, the child, has died. Why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I will go to him, but he will not return to me. Now, what David here says gives an indication that he had hope that he would see the child again. And this is just, you know, it's a strong opinion of mine. Okay, um, but I, and I, I am looking at this. It would be strange if David was implying that he was going to um, he was going to be buried next to the child, and that's what he meant by by seeing the child again. That would be odd. There really wouldn't be much hope, because David's words here seem to give hope. When he says, I will go to him, but he will not return to me. David knew that the dead, the dead don't return, okay? Except for Jesus, that makes him very unique. But generally, when someone dies, they do not return, right? David knew this, and he knew that this applied to the baby. 
And what his words indicate is that he is looking forward to the day when he is going to see this child again. So that is a very strong indication from Scripture. And you may say, well, you know, it doesn't say specifically. Oh, you're absolutely right. It doesn't. But it gives a good indication that that's what David is talking about. Now, there's also a time when Jesus had children coming to him. And um, it said that, you know, some people tried to shoo the children away. And Jesus said, no, 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 let the children come to me. And he does something very interesting. He blesses the children. Jesus, I can't think of any other place where Jesus blessed somebody. In other words, um, what, what I'm trying to say here is blessing as far as someone who doesn't know him. So a blessing, um, first and foremost in scripture, would relate to knowing God to having a relationship. And we see Jesus blessing these children and he doesn't make a practice of blessing adults that don't know him. Now, believers are told that they are blessed, that they have forgiveness and inheritance with Christ and and their sins are forgiven. And this idea of Jesus blessing the children backs up what David in 2 Samuel 12:23 indicates that there is some kind of special mercy for children. So what do we know so far? Well, we know that we're all, I mean, there is no age of accountability in scripture. We know that we're all born into sin, but as children there is a special mercy that's given by God. And that's why I can confidently tell a family who loses a baby, who loses a small child, that that child is ushered right into the presence of God and that's where he or she stays. Because the Bible indicates that there is there is an innocence, if you will, to children. They don't understand their sinful nature and and an idea that maybe they haven't actually chosen to feed their sinful nature i know that this is difficult but i'm pretty confident uh in in uh, what we're what we're talking about here so david gives us an indication when jesus blesses children he gives an indication so Here's what we come down to. We can't pinpoint an exact time when this special mercy given to children comes to an end. We can't really expect everyone to arrive at a time period when they are accountable for their sin at the same time. So we can't just say, oh, at the age of 12 everybody's accountable for their sin. And here's an example of why we can't say that. What about someone who has a, um, a, mental, uh, a mental issue? Maybe you've got somebody who's 
25 years old, but they have the mental aptitude of a five-year-old. What do you do with that? What do you do with someone who, who may have some special needs? Well, again, I would fall back onto a special mercy for those people. And also, we can't discount that, that God will speak to them in a very special way. And, and that's the power of Scripture, by the way. That's why I rely on Scripture a lot, guys, because Scripture can penetrate through physical and mental issues and reach people more so than any elaborate words that we can come up with, right? So some people may actually understand that they are sinful and they may know their need for Christ at a very young age. Some people may take longer. Now, I'm not saying that if you are, you know, you've got the mental capacity and you understand that you have sinned against God and you're like 18, that if you die without repenting, you're going to go into heaven. No, because here's the deal. Someone reaches the age of accountability. We do know this. When he or she becomes aware of personal sin, when they understand, I have done something wrong, at that point, a line is crossed. And that individual is now cognizant that they have done something wrong. And even children understand that justice needs to be served. Don't believe me? How many times have you ever said a child say, say something like this? That's not fair. How come they get two pieces of cake and I just get one? So children have an idea of justice. They really do. And when they understand that they have broken a law of God, and they know that, the, that they've done something wrong, I would say that they have now entered into the age of accountability where they can understand what they've done and then they can also say this is wrong and I need I need somebody to fix this for me and that would be the answer to when does someone become accountable for their sin alright guys I hope this is helpful to you and uh, I hope that uh, you will tell others about this podcast. Um, I, I, I'm going to say something here real quick. Um, I don't, I, I don't do this podcast um, to to try to build some kind of kingdom for myself. Uh, I do this podcast to try to reach people. And uh, if this if this podcast is of value to you, um, may I ask if you could do a few things. Um, one or all of these things. One is pray for me. Please pray for me that I will stay on track. And secondly, tell others about this podcast. Let other people know that this podcast exists. Share it with other people. And thirdly, if you are so inclined to support this podcast, you can do that by going 
to Anchor online and Anchor is a place where you know this is the platform by which I uh, um, I do uh, what I do here and when you go on Anchor you have the option you can message me which I welcome please do that and you can also support this podcast now the place that you want to go and I'll put it in the in the notes for the episode as well is you can go to anchor.fm backslash creation dash anew that's anchor.fm backslash creation dash anew and when you do that you'll see a couple of things you can listen to the podcast you can uh, message me and you can also support the podcast now let's just lay some ground rules down here um, if you want to support this podcast monetarily um, make sure before you do anything like that that you give or that you uh, support your family make sure your bills are paid make sure that food is on the table don't sacrifice your family for this podcast please now the other thing is if you have to take money away from your home church in order to support this podcast please don't do that if you are attending a Bible believing Bible teaching church please make sure you support your church before you support this podcast but if those two things are met if you're taking care of your family and you're taking care of your home church and you want to give to this podcast by all means you can do that at anchor.fm backslash creation dash anew now one more thing before we go is if you don't have a home church I would suggest two churches and they're located in the central or west central Indiana area so you gotta live unless you want to drive a long way uh, you you gotta live in the in that area like areas like Indianapolis uh, Speedway uh, Indiana uh, Cloverdale uh, Greencastle Avon Plainfield Mooresville Martinsville Monrovia Greenwood if you live in any of those places and you do not have a home church I would welcome you to come to one of the two churches that I pastor uh, the first one that I pastor is Mount Pleasant Christian Church of Hall and it's located at 5830 West Hurt H-U-R-T Road Monrovia Indiana 46157 now Mount Pleasant Christian Church is a non-denominational it is not part of the Christian denomination it's an independent church and it's been around for a long time and you will find people that will love you you'll find imperfect people but people that want to know Christ and they will encourage you to do that too the service times start at 10 o'clock at Mount Pleasant Christian Church now the second church that I pastor is Community Church of Mooresville located in uh, the, the address is 61 West Harrison Street Mooresville Indiana 46158 now the service times there start at 1115 in the morning 
That's because I have to have time to get from Mount Pleasant Christian Church to Community Church of Mooresville. And when you come to uh, Community Church of Mooresville, I've been there about 11 years, and when you come there, um, you will find, again, people that will love you and people that want to know Christ, and they will encourage you to do that as well. You'll find biblical teaching, and uh, you'll find a, really a good environment. So um, if you are so inclined, if you live in the area and you would like to join us, uh, I welcome you to do that. Okay, guys, I really appreciate the time that you've taken with me. Thank you so much, and until next time, bye-bye.